Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. This episode is brought to you by the Everyday App. Technically, this is an ad, but the Everyday app has honestly been super helpful for me, and I wouldn't partner with a company if I didn't genuinely believe in the product. So, what does the app do? It basically helps you track your habits so that you can see your progress over time. There's a common business saying, what gets measured gets managed. Like I said, it usually applies to businesses, keeping track of things like their sales and customer satisfaction, but I think it's just as relevant for personal goals too. It sounds like a simple concept for an app, but I've personally found it to be super effective in helping create new habits. The app lets you add whatever habits you're currently working on building. For me right now, some of those include reviewing my to-do list each day uh, so that I stay on top of the things I want to get done. Another one is going to the gym, and another one is limiting my time on Twitter to five minutes a day. The app lets you add three habits for free, so you can see if you find it helpful. If you soon realize you want to track more than three habits, like I eventually did, the paid version lets you track unlimited habits and has other cool features, and it's pretty good value in my opinion. There's a link in the episode description that gets you 10% off. All right, let's jump into today's conversation. All right. All right, ready? Ready. Okay. Okay. Let's go. How are you, Adam? I'm good. How are you, Neil? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Okay, let's jump into the, the question. Uh, so the question you picked is how can we reduce the political divide and bring people together? <laughs> it's a little, <laughs> All right. So it's let's a hear, let's question. hear you solve world's problems. Solve world's problems. Well, I mean, this is my second podcast on the Adam show, so I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting to solving them. Uh, this is tough. Um, I think, I think the world is more polarized than ever. Um, far right or far left uh and i think that's that's only further like perpetuated the the divide and the animosity towards each group um and my thoughts on this are it's 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 tough because i think i think we've kind of gotten to a place in the in the political environment where or even like the leaders that we're, we're looking at are so polarizing. So we'll give Ontario as an example with like the election of Doug Ford um, in a city or in a province that has like Toronto as its capital, uh, pretty, pretty liberal province, but voted pretty staunchly conservative uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, which is interesting because you have to ask the question is like, why? what what stemmed the tide like what what um what pushed that that forward in that in a province that who was our, our uh, Ka- kathleen Wynne and before that was what's his name the other liberal guy i don't know uh, i, I don't remember name, but it's it's been a liberal, liberal place for so long. harris mike harris or no, no. He, he's earlier yeah i think it was earlier I, I i can't remember the name but regardless um it's interesting like i don't i um I'm rambling here. I, can we start again? No. 
Absolutely not. Okay, let me ask you. Okay, so you you said you said uh, it feels more polarized than ever. Yeah. So and like, and what I mean by that is we're moving in like opposite directions than than when when we once were. Right. Like we used to be pretty liberal in in certain places. Are moving pretty conservative. Um, and I, I I think that's just that's furthering the the divide of like just people who might be moderate or you know open to both sides and and as somebody who's like pretty i mean i'm i've been a liberal all my life and i still am but somebody who's decent like like i'm not far left by any means i'm probably closer to the center uh and somebody who's a moderate like i i feel like neither side's even willing to to listen to to my opinions or my voice. Like I, I'm almost written off as if I'm, if I'm talking to somebody who's a, a conservative or someone who's uh, right wing or, or red, like it's you're a liberal, you know what you're talking about. If I'm talking to somebody who is super left wing and very progressive, they actually might see me as somebody who's right wing, which I'm not. Um, so the, if long story short for me to, to stem the divide or to, to bridge the gap and help like the the process of, of actually bringing this closer together is you have to have a dialogue for conversation. Like you have to be able to listen to other people's viewpoints because if you're, if you're working in the oil industry in, in Alberta um, and you're telling them how like horrible of a person they are and how they're ruining the environment, whatever it might be, they're just trying to like support their families. That's an issue. And if you're, if you're constantly throwing in somebody's face that like, they're not, a good person or their the way they vote is like causing all the world's problems or whatever it might be. They're only going to further like they're not, they're, they're not even gonna be willing to listen to your viewpoints anymore. They're only going to become even more entrenched in their views. If they're right or wrong, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying they're going to be even less willing to listen to you. So that's, that's really the, the, the long story or the short of it is just like, we have to be able to listen, listen to people's problems, listen to what they're saying, why the, why they vote the way they do, why they don't vote. Cause a lot of people don't vote because they're disenfranchised with the whole system. Um, and, and kind of go from there and listen at what everybody has, uh, to say what's on their minds and, and what's bothering them. I agree. So why do you think people don't listen? Because, <laughs> I, I think I think part of that is just um, uh, why don't they listen anymore? I, I think I, I don't know if it's a chicken and the egg problem. Like, I don't know if, if this has been caused by people not listening, like the, the divide, or um, if people not listening it has been. Sorry, I don't know if people not listening. I don't know if the divide's been caused by people not listening or people not listening is because of how divided they are. So what I mean is like, are we only getting further away and further apart and, and less um, like cohesive as a society because we're not listening or is the fact that like nobody's been listening to each other is why we're already like this. I don't know. I, I think that <sighs> I actually don't know. Um, no, you don't have to, you don't have to have an answer. Yeah. Um, okay. When you, when you say, uh, the world's more polarized than yeah. ever. I agree it feels that way, but I was thinking back to, I did, I did, uh, I had a conversation yeah. on a previous episode on fake news. Yeah. And oh, I think the question was like, has fake news always been around? Yeah. And the guy I was chatting with, he, he convinced me 
kind of that it's it's always been around yeah uh it just feels like it's more of a a problem than ever before so i'm wondering if if this feeling of us being so polarized yeah is it actually the worst it's ever been i was trying to think do you have any thoughts on like how you could actually like track it like what data you could use to to see if we're actually becoming more Polarized. divided or not. So it's an interesting point you brought up because I think I can't recall who was talking about this, but like as a as like an entire society, I think we're the most peaceful we've ever been in like the last well two decades or whatever it might be. Um, like in terms of just war and um, like political unrest, just like between uh, countries as well. It's it's actually decently tame right now um which is interesting because so you, you hear all this like things are going to shit but in reality like they're not we're the we're the safest we've ever been um but the, the, i don't know like there might be that one like straw that breaks the camel's back and it all goes to shit i don't know i don't think that's the case but um yeah i mean how can you i Maybe I'll look it up after, but I'm trying to think how you can actually track it. Um, how, like I, what's the best? I, I mean, maybe, maybe. How do you track? They've always had okay, so they've always had propaganda, which I think is fake news, right? Like for for however long we've been around, I, I think like um, during the World Wars, there was like the propaganda posters and all that. I, I don't know if that's fake news or not, but. There has been, it's just been how you can track it through Facebook views in a way. Like if there's a video that is, that's totally false and fake, like how many people viewed it? Now you'll see like a couple million people view it. That's pretty massive. Like I don't know if, if historically you've had a couple million eyes on a single piece of content before. Are you talking about tracking to see if fake news is worse than ever or, or the political divide? Oh, I thought you meant, like, if fake news is worse than ever. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I uh, mean, I think it is. And I think it's just, like, been... Um, so you think... ...been stimulated by social media. I don't right? I don't think fake news is worse than ever. You don't think so? No. Uh, I don't know. No, because, like... Oh, I wish I could remember. The conversation I had around fake news... The episode was a, a few months ago, so yeah. I can't remember everything, but, um, like, people people used to just, like, make, make stuff up back then. Like, all these, like, folk tales and everything. It's, like, all ridiculous, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, right? I guess so. And, yeah, like, I don't want to <laughs> trash religion and stuff <laughs> like that, but, like, a lot of biblical stories, like... Come on. <laughs> I get, okay. Anyways, you don't have to comment on that. No, but... but I don't want to... But was that... That wasn't like a, a political divide, was it? You, I mean... Maybe no, no, okay. No, no, no. I was using the fake news yeah, just an uh, as an example to... Like, I was trying to explain how how I was thinking about, like, is the political divide actually... Yeah. Are we more polarized than ever before or not? Well, but, I think... I'm okay. to fake news. I think, I think we are. You just look at, like, polling... Um, data across the world, right? Before, what would you look, would you look okay, at? Okay, like Donald Trump getting elected as the U.S. president. Not there hasn't been a president like that was as polarizing as polarizing as Donald. In a, I don't want to say a negative way because I don't know if you'll offend people who support him, but like 
No, but people you are can, very people are very polarized on him. Either yeah, like love him or hate him. Exactly. Okay, great. Yeah, like they you either have people who will literally, even with everything that's coming out, will support him blindly, right? Like he's done nothing wrong. Um, and then you have people who obviously dislike him to to the fullest extent. Is, um, but is, there hasn't what president has been like that? Even like you think about George W. Bush, who was the most recent like um, president who's got like them at the most. Like backlash and um, and has seen as like one of the the least successful presidents in, in modern history. Like he wasn't ever this polarizing of like openly racist or openly misogynistic, right? It's different. Um, Britain, Britain has like been a super liberal place for for the longest time, and they just elected what was it, Boris Johnson. I don't. I don't follow UK politics. Okay, but much. he's but like I know, he's, I know the name Boris he's Johnson. Another. I mean, he's, he's right wing. Like the he UK. Right-wing? Yeah, they call him like the UK Trump. He actually kind of looks like him too. Funny enough, but yeah, I can um, like they elected him Brexit. That uh, there's a right wing wave throughout Europe as well, right? Um, where else? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean. There, there's, there's been pretty polarizing presidents everywhere, man. Like India, like Modi, like he's pretty polarizing as well. People either love him or hate him. Like it's, I, I don't know. Like do you, can you think of in in recent times we've had like leaders who have have been this uh, different? Even Bernie on the left, like that's a polarizing figure. Like um, he scares a lot of Americans to because he represents like a socialist. Um, ideology but he also inspires a lot of americans who have been struggling and who um like look at him as as a the savior from like the swamp and and current um political whatever corruption that's that's happened in the u.s so it's it's on both sides like i don't i I think all these leaders are super polarizing and that's just proof of it yeah do you i was thinking if we do this to ourselves by labeling everyone and all these leaders into two parties like i don't know have we talked about this before like i like i thought about running it as a conservative and running as a liberal well it's weird that we just to me it's weird that we label people left wing or right wing like yeah there's there's hundreds or thousands of issues like different things around like well that's care yeah. assisted suicide gun control like how can you group all these issues and the stances on them into two different so buckets like, I, I feel like there should be an infinite number of I, I think combination yeah, of views. You're you're totally right, and there is in, in reality, there's not one person who holds the exact same views on every single issue. I generally do believe that, um, but uh, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it becomes a numbers game. Like, if you're if you're a political strategist, what do you? There's a bucket of like key issues. Let's say a hundred issues, um, and you might of those hundred, you might be dead center, like fifty on the right, fifty on the left. Um, but then you have to look at like your constituency and like who's actually going to go out and vote and like what the, the voter base is like. And you have to start to align yourself with like Why can't you just be – you can be an independent in the states, right? You can, but nobody's going to – that's a quote-unquote wasted vote. Like, Why? Nobody, because they – I mean they, they just have no realistic chance of winning. They don't have the, the money, the support, um, well, mostly money. Like if you can't run – 
ads and like why go can't campaign. you? No, but why can't you? Why can't you raise money like someone in who labels themselves a Democrat or a Republican? You yeah. could, but you're not going to raise much. Like, why? Because you don't really really have a, a a strong chance to win. Like you're these, these political it. parties are like it. enriched in like they're they're staples of American politics. People for for their entire lives have identified themselves as. Democrat or Republican, people switch between the aisles, but they do. Like, like there's libert- libertarian, but very, pe- very few people um, like uh, that the resonate with that with that stance. It's like it's like any other brand, man. Coke or Pepsi? Like, which one do you drink? RC Cola is never in that conversation. They these 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 parties are brands. They represent values. They represent like. Stances they they represent how you identify like if you're a Republican or you're a liberal like that says something about you just like if you drink Coke that says something about you right so yeah that'd be my answer they're, they're, these are brands one sec I'm just gonna make sure it's still recording okay good <laughs> um, okay let me ask you this do you think it's a a cop out for me to say I don't identify with either no, party I think that's totally fine. But I think I think when it comes time to vote, you should still vote. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah. I'll vote for whoever, whoever I think makes more sense based on based yeah. on their stances. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the other thing, and you, their you, record you, and every and that's totally fine. And, and and I I respect that you would do that. I think if you're looking into like their policies and who they are and like what they can potentially do that's probably the best way to vote like you you go you go beyond just parties and like labels and, and look into the person uh you have to understand like how many obama voters voted for trump and they did exactly what you're saying like they looked at the person they looked at like their policies and they, and they made it uh they changed their minds and voted i'm not saying that's that was the right vote but i'm saying like, that's what they did. And a lot of people do do that. They don't identify with one party. People switch all the time. Ohio swings, red or blue, Florida does. Like, people tend to change their, their votes. But you're saying vote for an independent? You could, but it's just unlikely that that's, that vote's going to count, is what I'm saying. Right. Hmm. Yeah, because, like, when you... As a candidate, if you say, oh, I'm running as a Democrat or yeah. a Republican, it feels like you're already alienating a lot of people automatically. They're not even well, going to listen to you. Well, comes back to the, my first point. Like, why why can't people talk and, and, and give an explanation on, on why they vote and what issues matter to them and, like, what and, – and just have a conversation, a dialogue? That doesn't happen anymore. On both sides, man, like no, on, on each side of the, like the far, far sides, like nobody is having conversations. I wonder, I wonder how much of it has been influenced by Russia and other, cause you know, well, I don't know from what I've read, Russia, like they, they pumped out fake news and they just, for the purpose of polarizing people. Yeah. Yeah. And from what I read, I think it's because. Like just if you make a country people more divided, yeah. it's more likely to to collapse. end up collapse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. So the idea of um, conquering, right, or, or dividing people—that's the best well, way. We were to, talking about how Russia to, spent money on yeah. ads to divide people. That's the best way to. That's the best way to divide a country, or or to like 
harm a country is to divide its people because then if they're fighting with, with amongst themselves i think about like the the damage is nothing gets war, done and nothing will get done like it'll it'll uh it'll just stall um the country so it's if they they i think they had both accounts like uh like on liberal accounts and conservative accounts they just like pumped out fake news was one of them like memes uh just like constant content to make people angry which was interesting um, because it it kind of worked. Do you yeah, do you identify as left or right? Uh, like left or like identify politically? Yeah. If yeah. someone asks, like, where's where do you stand politically? What do you say? Uh, liberal. Like, yeah, that's probably what what I've um, supported the most throughout my life. Uh, like, if I had to vote in the U.S. election right now but if 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 someone who identifies as conservative yeah seems like a better candidate than someone who identifies as liberal i would vote for them okay so you just historically it's happened to be that yeah the people the candidates who are liberal you felt were were just more in line more in line with yeah your views yeah like this federal election like i it was tough like i'm not a huge fan of justin trudeau but like andrew Scheer was not super interesting either that was just like a that was the, that was an election where it's like, who do I even vote for? I don't, I didn't know. Yeah. Um. What other questions did I have? Let me just check. Uh, one sec. Oh, okay. Why did you? First of all, like, why did you pick this question? Like, what what interests you about it? It's interesting because, like, I have these debates all the time with, with what other debates? people, just like about like the polarization of of politics and. Well, what's the debate like? Like, what's one side say? What's oh, the other oh, side say? Like, it's just I I often I won't say names, but like have debates about specific policies with my oh, friends. certain policies. Yeah, and issues. like like I have I one of my closest friends is on the right, and we often argue about. A lot of stuff like we we don't see eye to eye on probably I'd say at least fifty percent of of, uh, of of key issues. What's what's can we pick one? What's what's a big one uh, that comes to mind? An issue. Key issues. Um, free healthcare. We can say okay. Um, so what's what's the argument on each side? You don't even have to say which side's yours. So, argument. No, no, which no. So I'm, I'm pro. I think I think healthcare is uh, a human right. So we're talking U.S. now because we yeah because yeah, Canadian. Okay. Um, I think healthcare is a human right. So I'm pro healthcare, uh, and one of my friends is anti. Let's say uh, universal healthcare, and the arguments are for me. It's like it's a human right. And nobody should have to go bankrupt if they break their arm. You shouldn't have to worry about getting sick. Um, when you already have your job, your family, like everything else to worry about. Like I couldn't even imagine the thought of like getting terminally ill and, and like, all right, that's it. Like that's life because there's no way I can afford cancer treatments. Um, other side of that is people think that like universal healthcare is going to deteriorate the system. Like it's just, it's our healthcare. People think that Canadian healthcare is really bad, slow, like not comprehensive. Like it's free. So you get what you get. Um, so that's their concern. It's like, it's, it's going to ruin the system. Like we already, they think that like they have the best doctors, the best hospitals, best, uh, like practices in the world and making it free is just going to like flood the system, ruin the system. So that's the, that's their, 
could be an argument against it. Um, do any know, do any is. countries do a hybrid? Yeah, I think I think so. I don't know which do, but I know another is a two tiered. So, uh, ah, in India, for example, they have like public health care that is just pretty bare bones. But then they also have privatized health care where you like you pay to go see a doctor, pay to hospital. But like the majority of people who can afford it will go and pay because it's just like substantially better care. It's not like a really good two tier system because like government hospitals are. I guess that's the problem is if you do if you if you make it. If you allow for private and public, yeah, then all the wealthy people are going to be willing to pay yeah. for better service, yeah. and then all the best doctors are going to go into go private, into private and then there's going to be no good. Yeah, problem. I don't know if two tier works. I think for like certain things like cosmetics procedures and and stuff that's not like mandatory. Sure, you can have privatized healthcare, even even dentistry. Like I think it's fine, um, but for for major. For like for anything like um, essential to your health, I think it should be public. But then the thoughts are like, how are we going to pay for this? Like um, the insurance industry in the in the United States makes up for like a big portion of their economy. A lot of people don't know. So like pulling the the plug on insurance altogether can like cripple the U.S. economy. So what do you do about that? You make it free healthcare. There's like healthcare tourism. There's there's so many things in the U.S. that are uh, funded by by healthcare, I don't know. It's see that's not and that's I learned all this by having a conversation because I have no idea. So like maybe flipping the switch and like doing free healthcare overnight wouldn't work. Um, so like I'm open to hearing other arguments to find a solution. I think I think even media, man. Like what's a what's an unbiased news source that you can reference? I don't know. I, I think know my view is every news source will have a bias meaning. Like they, a lot like of them are left-leaning or right-leaning. Well, a, a newspaper is run by people who inherently have yeah. opinions. Yeah. So there's no such thing, in my view, as an unbiased news source. Yeah. I don't think it's possible. You don't think it's ever possible? You don't think, like, there could be a, a news source that just states facts explicitly? And, like, no, because... Their decisions? Because I don't need there's to people, running, there's people running that newspaper that, yeah, that I, are going to create it. Yeah, so... So I mean, and then that's an issue, right? If you're if you're getting your all your news from Fox News, for example, like you're gonna have a, a distorted view of like the left. If you're getting all your news from Vox, for example, you're gonna have a distorted view of the right. Um, Fox and Vox, funny enough. <laughs> um, and I do like Vox, but like sometimes my 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 beef with Vox is like those present everything it's just like here's the issue but like rarely ever like here's a solution um like i'm open to like solution driven um solution driven just policy like tell me what the issue is and let's work together to find out the best way to fix it um on the on the free healthcare one yeah to me to me at least yeah the most the most um, compelling argument on the other side is that quality of healthcare and wait times yeah. and stuff like that could, will could get worse. 100% get worse in the U.S. So then how do you decide? Do you just look – like I guess you have a case study. You can look at the U.S. versus Canada yeah. and see on average when, like which people are better off health-wise. I, yeah, you could. I think Canadians live longer, I think. But funny right. enough, we spend, you know, we spend less, um, like less 
per person on public health than the U.S. does. U.S. still spends a lot of money on public health care. It's just like it's mismanaged. I don't know where it goes. They spend more per person yeah. on public health care? Yes. Yeah. They, but they also have like – But they don't provide – what well, they, they do don't provide for, anything. for seniors, and they do for for other, like they. I know they won't. They won't let you they, die, right? If you're if if you don't have any money, yeah, and you need surgery, they'll, they'll give it, it to you, right? They'll do it, but then you're obligated to pay. If you ever, pay. if you ever end up making yeah. money again, like uh, I'm saying, if someone's broke, they'll like garnish your wages. They'll figure out a way to make you pay it. I think, but it depends. Like you, you can go into hospital and say. Okay, I won't get this surgery. And they that's your decision. But like let's say you go in unconscious, then they'll probably do it. Um, because they're required to. But if they like put up the cost in front of you, here's how much a transplant's gonna cost, you could reject it. Right. Yeah. But like if you go with your heart stop, maybe they'll do something. I don't know. Um but I think I think there are, are solutions to some some public health. Like I, I believe in a, a like a five dollar or ten dollar whatever doctor fee so every time you go see your doctor you pay five bucks you know prevent people from who have like freaking colds and go flood out weight rooms because that'll be enough of a barrier because you know people just go in for like a cough and a sore throat like why are you going to see a doctor for that it's a drain on the the healthcare system it impacts wait times um doctors are wasting their time like it's just what about if you're like quite quite poor the yeah. $5 or $10, could, like, couldn't that be enough of a barrier that to you're like, oh, you know what? Important things. Or so even so, like, you have a lingering cough and you're, yeah. like, very poor and struggling with money. If you have, like, don't you think the $5 could make a difference? Well, that's where I believe in, like, social assistance as well. Like, I think, it's, I, I don't think it'll be a blanket rule. I think, like, it should, let's say, correlate with your tax bracket. So but we do that. We have, we have taxes that are no but i'm saying like the fee would correlate with oh. the tax bracket um it's this isn't a, a, a great solution either like this is just a thought no, but i think it's important that see like you just pointed out a, a, an important piece that i wasn't thinking about because to me like i think five dollars is five dollars but and i don't really think twice about it um if i if i had to go see something more serious but if i had just a sore throat, I would not spend five dollars to go see a doctor because, like, what's the point? It's still, it's a waste of my time and a waste of five dollars. But if it's important and somebody doesn't have the five dollars, yeah. But we just achieved that conclusion through dialogue, which, like, somebody on the, let's say, somebody who's like super anti-public health would be like, "You're an idiot, anyways. Like, this isn't going to stop anything. Like, um, universal health care is stupid, and five dollars not going to be enough of a barrier." So on the left might have just. Like far left might have yelled at me and said like like you're not being sensitive to to other people and I'm like okay fair but uh, yeah it's important that you you talk about things yeah how about you how how are we gonna fix the the divide you never told me your idea I mean I agree with you talking yeah asking questions yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like the the Russia interference one, stuff yeah. like that. I guess that's going to be tough to deal with. That's going to be tough. And like Facebook isn't doing nearly enough to to stop and prevent some of this stuff. Like they believe in 
it's it's people's opinions that make up their, their their minds, right or wrong. But if something's untrue and it's harmful, like I do believe in censorship from from that. I'm not saying mass censorship because I don't believe in mass censorship, but I believe in like if if it's a danger to society, like institutions should do their best to to make sure that it they're they're guarding society from that. And that includes like dangerous hate speech and stuff like that. Like I don't believe there's a forum for that. Like certain things you shouldn't be allowed to say. I think that's true. But if it's a if it's a topic of like your livelihood, like if you are a coal miner and that's what you depend on, like they should be able to they should be able to, to speak their thoughts about why it's important to mine coal, even if it's bad for the environment, whatever it might be. Like that shouldn't be that shouldn't be on the same level as, as something like, like that shouldn't be speech that that is just like out there like if you if you mine coal like you're hurting the environment like i don't want to hear you hear from you like i don't believe in that like i believe everybody should have a voice um if it's about um topics that that really affect you um i i hope we can get to a point where like a country like countries are assessed i guess today we use gdp well gdp is like the big marker yeah but you have some kind of marker around happiness, like yeah, the ha- there is right. Finland and is they like should the be. Happiest. They should hopefully they're correlated. I don't think they are. Funny enough, I mean there might be a slight correlation, but they're not. It's not a yeah. You're right. The Scandinavian countries do really well in terms of well, they're considered to be some of the most livable. Uh, but livable. I watch a thing. I think it's 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 different between being content and being happy. So I think. In Finland, for example, they're very content. So they're like, they're comfortable. Like they're, it's it's different than happiness because like, I, I there was a funny interview. I don't know. They're like it's super cold. Like they're they're not always smiling. Whatever it might be, but like, they're they're not like dancing in the streets per se. Like happiness and in contention, I feel like it's or being content are two different things. So that's the only thing I'd, I'd watch out for. Is like interesting. How do you how yeah, do you look at that? That's interesting. I wonder what do you what do you think's more important? Yeah, probably being content um, because happiness I feel is a fleeting feeling. Like you can have a high like highs and lows, and, and content is usually content's content less is just fleeting. Like less fleeting. Like I I know I'm gonna get up. I know I'm gonna have enough food to eat. I know I can whatever take care of my family. I think that's more important than um, because like you could let's say have it all and be happy. And really happy um and you can lose it all and then you'll be really sad like there's i feel like maybe content is like the middle i don't know if that's the right way to put it but like if you're talking about like influx of emotions maybe being content is like like you're fine you're good right you're not sad you're not thrilled you're good um which might be the, the easiest way to look at i think i'd rather be happy all the time than but that's not a thing i don't i how how can you how can you be happy all the time? Is yeah, that I guess, a thing? Yeah, you can't. But I also I don't I don't know if you can be content all the time. You can. I, I think you, I think it's more likely you can be content all the time, just like comfortable, fine, like 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 happy enough to know that things are okay. Yeah. But it's it's funny. I I mean I have to look back into that. Um, but don't get me wrong. Like I, I still am a, a big believer in capitalism. Like I, I still think that of all the systems, capitalism is the 
it's not perfect, but it's a system it's that, worked the best. that's worked the best. Um, and like, for example, my parents didn't come here with much. Uh, dad couldn't speak English, learned English from, from watching Dan Rather, uh, like literally like news. Um, and he got a job. He, he did well. And I think capitalism enabled that. And I, I, I know people want to be like, this is just, uh, Somebody like trying to sell the American or Canadian dream, whatever repackage is not the same for everybody. And I totally understand it's not the same for everybody. And somebody's success doesn't mean that, um, like, like I feel like luck's involved a little bit. And, and the fact that he's even able to, to migrate was huge because so many people aren't. Um, but I think that the, like the system as a whole, like being able to get a job and earn money and like move up and, and buy property and have kids and put them into school that are funded through like people's earnings, right? Income tax that funds this. Like it's important. If you move to like a, a strictly, here's my thing. If everything's free, how's it going to get paid for? Like it, it, it's gonna, it doesn't make any sense. If everything's like, free. How's it going to get paid for? Who's going to pay for everything being free? What do you mean? Like, like how does a, a purely communist or socialist society work? Uh, like if industry, so businesses well, yeah, yeah. flood money into the system, like having industry in this country, like businesses is what enables people to work and buy property and buy things. And they pay taxes to the government. Like if it's, if it, if it's a socialist, totally social society, like what's incentive for businesses to come in and do business in your society, they're not going to make any money. Well, okay. Like you still produce things like who, who's going to produce the government? Everyone. Okay, I don't get it. How does that work? Like somebody needs to turn a profit for them to be able to incentivize them to to actually do the work. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless you're a really great person, you come and and build things for no money. This is this is something that like I I keep struggling with, uh, and like the argument is you need cap- capitalism. Yeah. I, I, I can't make a good argument against capitalism because every other system has failed so badly, but I, I find it, I find it difficult to, to buy the argument that people only work because they have money as an incentive. Um, and like the argument that I hear with communism or whatever is that, that, or socialism yeah. is that, if you're if everyone's given the same stuff, if you're given stuff for free, you're you're just going to be lazy and not work. But I like to believe that people want to do things because they want to help others and and stuff like that. Yeah. Like your mom just made us food because she's like wants it. It feels good to do things for other people. I I agree. So I then agree then then. So I I do think like people need something to do, otherwise they'll get bored. Like I is what you're saying. That people will will find a way to work regardless. I I don't know if I totally agree with that because it's. It, would you would you go into work every day and like not being paid? What's the just for the broader good of society? I mean, I might work somewhere else or do something else. You might do something else, okay? But uh, uh, you bring up a good point. Here's my thing. Let's say yeah, you I bring do, up a good point. But like Mondays, I'm not getting up on a Monday. I'm tired. Friday, well, I go to work Friday. It's Friday. I'm not being paid to do this. Maybe you work Tuesday, Wednesday. 
Yeah, but that's maybe because the work we're doing is not the like meaningful. not super meaningful or rewarding. I get, but like, uh, I don't know. I feel like you still need an incentive tied to to work here. You need it. It comes from like the top down. Like you need incentive for businesses to open. You need incentive for employees to come work for that business. You need incentive for them to keep coming back and working hard within that business. Um, to see it grow, see themselves grow within the organization. It's, you, uh, you can't, it's not going to work. It's not, I, I generally believe, like, if you open it up to say, hey, here's everything, like, just go do what you can, it's gonna, like, like, we'll, we'll provide everything for you, but you just go do it for, like, the greater good society. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that that is an efficient Well, right now, so, what's the opposite of capitalism? Is it? Do you know the difference between socialism and communism? Uh, you know what? I, I actually, I, I don't, I don't know them to to uh, to all well to differentiate them. I know communism, socialism is more like a, isn't it? Communism is the, the basis that the government controls everything and like everybody is equal. So everybody gets equal wages. I okay. Think. It's, uh, it's, it's more so, I think like the USSR back in the day, I was like a pure communism. Socialism is like you, it's still open to, to businesses. Like you still have private money in the, the economy. Um, but I think like key services are socially like run by the government. Um, and pay for it through through like public funds, so it's it's almost like a I guess a bit of a hybrid between them, but yeah. Um, are you looking it up? Yeah. What I was gonna say is, okay, let's say actually after you look it up. Yeah. See. Okay, I was right. Oh, um, socialism, socialized production, and then. Communism, production, and consumption. So, like, the government runs everything end-to-end. Okay. Yeah. Like, what I was going to say is... The example I like to use is, let's say, you go back in time, okay? Yeah. Before, like, civilization and mm-hmm. stuff. And you got, like, ten, ten humans, right? Yeah. Ten people in, like, a... In, like the forest or whatever yeah. you know this is like before we civilize and stuff yeah 10 people in a, in a tribe or whatever let's say there's one model is okay they all go out and search for food yeah and whatever food you find you get to keep for yourself mm-hmm. you don't have to share any of it that's like pure capitalism yeah and then the other extreme is Everyone also, everyone still goes out and searches for food and wherever yeah. you find, you have to split evenly amongst 10 people. Okay. And then the hybrid model is everyone goes out and searches for food and whatever you find, you get to keep the majority of it, yeah. but a portion of it, you have to distribute amongst everyone yeah. else. So like we live in the third, the third one. Yeah. So like you give the example, let's say you, you find 10 bananas yeah. in like Canada, maybe you get to keep six or seven of them. Yeah. And three or four of them you, you yeah. give to other people. Um, so capitalism would say you're going to end up with like the most people are going to work the hardest and find the most food on aggregate yeah. if they get to keep it all for themselves. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because you incentivize each person 
to go and find as much food as they can because they get to keep it. So, but but what what I was saying around like why I find I'd like to think that people are not just incentivized by keeping it for themselves because in that in that example, there's only so much food I can eat. Yeah, there's like why do I need to stockpile this stuff? Like, don't I want to share with other people? Like, okay, I'm but, gonna feel good if other people like but the me. The example you're using is food, like a perishable item. But okay, money is different. Like, money represents safety. It represents the fact that if something goes wrong in your family, you can take care of it. It's different. So, like, let's say let's say these bananas never go bad. Okay, let's use that example. So, the reason I think example three, like capitalism is the best system is like everybody's incentivized to go out and get as many bananas as they can to stockpile for themselves to stockpile for themselves but the more they get the more that goes back into the system as well if you're getting 10 bananas and three of them go to the general community fine but like imagine you get 20 bananas now six go to the general community like there's still an incentive to to go do it to provide like a safety net for your family and and get as much as you can to, to make sure you're well off but Overall, the better you do, the better society does too, because they are getting more. Like, like you're, the more that you get, you're still. I'm rambling, but like the tax, like you're still going to a portion of it's still going to the general community. So, the more that you earn, a bigger portion is going to the general community. So it it wins. Like if you open it up to say whatever you get, it all goes into the general but, but, community, but pure, and then pure, at the end we will split it. Pure capitalism. Why? Pure capitalism. Would say that you get to keep it all. No, but uh, that uh, pure capitalism, yeah. But I don't believe in pure. I believe in, I believe in. Let's say Canadian capitalism. I think Canadian capitalism has it the best. It's like a system where you, everybody pays taxes. Okay, which but is important taxes are very important. So, so my question is, how do you decide? Let's say, let's say Canada in this example. Yeah. Okay. Currently, you get to keep six of the banana, six of the yeah. ten bananas you find, and four of them you have to give to the community. How does how do we decide whether we should go from you get to keep six mm-hmm. down to you only get to keep five, or you get to actually keep seven? Like these are the type of policy decisions yeah. that are essentially made. Like yeah, lower this is like lowering or increasing taxes. tax rates. Yeah. So like, and and yeah, you'll have you'll have um, like more liberal ideologies to raise tax rates and conservatives to lower them. And I think that starts to depend on like how much you have. Right. So I think wealthier people tend to vote conservative because they want to protect more of what they have. Um, but, but those are like smaller details. I, I, those, those tax rates and all that I, I get it. It's, it, 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 it's not easy to like find the exact perfect tax system. But I think generally we can all agree that a tax system is important. Like a, per, a portion of your wealth should go back to society. I think that's the, the higher level decision. And that's what I think most people believe in, at least I hope. But I don't, I don't think that, I don't think the, I don't think the majority of, of Canes or Americans would agree in a, a totally like everybody go get bananas, bring them back to the center and we'll just distribute them accordingly like i don't think they believe in that yeah i think i generally think that um i generally think that the uh like north american people are more afraid of of pure socialism than they are pure capitalism yeah i think i think that's a fair assumption because like you have to understand you're pretty much saying everything you know right now might be flipped on its head and people are just afraid of change 
like like radical change we don't humans actually don't love the idea of change it's why we typically like to go to the same place to sleep you sleep why do you sleep better at home because you're more comfortable at home like we don't love change we're habitual creatures so i don't know for all i know your socialist socialist system will do great and i'm totally wrong but Next I, time, I next time you get a raise, just so you don't have to deal with the change of making more money, just give. That's it to not me. a change. I'll, t- I'll take on that's that. That's not a I'll radical on change. change in We're, you're talking about total system changes, man. Like, <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. Okay, what questions did I have left? Uh, oh, how do you decide whether to engage in conversation with people you don't agree with or to? Like, give up or block them out. Like, this could okay. be people you know or people online. Sorry, so how would you, how do you engage with people who. Yeah, it could be, it could be a friend or family member yeah, that you, disagree, you with. disagree with. Like, how do you decide whether or not to actually try to engage in a conversation with them or just not even bring it up? Yeah. And similarly, like, if there's a political leader. Yeah that like how do you decide so like trump if you don't agree with them how do you decide whether or not to like follow trump supporters and try to engage with them or so i think i think the easiest way to do it is like if you have like um racist or bigoted or or views that are just generally wrong like if you're i'm not going to engage with you because there's no there's no discussion like you're just a racist right like there's there's no right or wrong or there's no like um teetering the line there. Will they so, will they say they're racist? Huh? Well these people yeah, say they're racist? If, if people are like openly racist, yeah. There's some people who are openly racist. Like if you're a, a white supremacist, let's say. If you're an open white supremacist, you're like I, I don't I don't see the point of engaging, right? So so that's that's the first Well I wonder discussion. I wonder if any white if anyone's ever been able to talk to a white supremacist and and de-radicalize but wait, them, if that, that's the right word. Okay, but but you're saying, like, if you're in direct disagreement with them, right? Like, you're saying they're engaging you and they're saying this. Like, is it worth walking away? Or is it worth talking to them? To me, in that case, it's probably just worth walking away because, like, you're in direct conflict. I, I don't know. I, 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 guess, I guess what I'm getting to Or are is... you saying, like, get everybody in a room and talk? I don't know. Then maybe it's different. I don't know, but... I think I think the white supremacist is a good example yeah. because it's taking the extreme example yeah. where it's saying these are people I don't agree with. Yeah. And you're saying I'm not even going to engage with them. Yeah. But if we never engage with white supremacists, are they ever going to change their view versus if you try to talk to them? It might be hard, but maybe there's a way to get through. Okay. Maybe I'm misunderstanding your question. So... I, I think it's important that, like, people are trying to convince them otherwise. Like, I, I don't, I'm not saying, like, throw them in the fringe of society and then, like, never acknowledge them as people. I think it's important that, like, some, like, and, and I'm, we're probably not the right people to do this. You probably need, like, like people well advanced in, like, social training and, and things like that to engage. But, I, I, yeah, I, I think that if you can, great. But, not, not for me. Like, I can't do that. I can't achieve that. I don't think you, Adam, you're a smart guy. I don't think you can achieve that either. You might just be too, too tall of a tail. So, um, so maybe I just misunderstood the question. I think it's important that, yeah, people try to convince these people why being racist is wrong. Absolutely. Um, but 
generally, if somebody's on Facebook and then let's say they say something I agree with, I'm not having an argument on Facebook. That's a forum I don't really want to talk speak about because like if you're rambling on about like on Facebook about your your social views like or your political views, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm not really interested in engaging you. But if I'm having a conversation with somebody like I, I think I think the best way to do it is like are they are they even listening to you? Like are they even willing to to, to acknowledge what you're saying? And if they are, then it's probably worth speaking to them. But like if if you're trying to speak and they're cutting you off or they're not listening to you or like they just like say one liner to piss you off, it's probably like I don't know, I probably would just stop the conversation. On on the point of listening? Yeah. Do do you feel like and I don't like uh, grouping people into the yeah. categories of left and right wing, but do you feel like one side is more willing to listen than the other? And you, you're if you if you don't want to say, you don't have to. Even like political side. Yeah, do, like would you, would you say that people on one of the sides is are more likely to listen than the to other. the other side? Yeah. So you can you can choose here to to say like. I don't know. I don't want to comment. Or you could say yes, and you don't have to say which side it is. Or you can say and say which side. I it think is. I think the, the far reaches of both sides uh, are are probably both are not willing to listen. Yeah, the far reaches. Like if we're getting like closer to the middle, uh, I don't know. Actually, I actually don't know because like I'm talking like the fars. Like the fars are where the polarization is coming from. I don't think like. Like if you're like middle left or middle right, like you're unreasonable on either side. I find I find it interesting because I've heard people who consider themselves yeah right wing saying they feel like the, the extreme lefts yeah. are or are more crazy than the extreme yeah. rights and don't listen as much as yeah and people. Then I, and then on the flip the side, yeah, yeah, I I I can they're because they're both they're both in the same mindset of like I, what you're saying is so totally wrong, like and. And if you're not in this, like, particular camp with me, like, you're off. But, like, how about people that are centrist? Like, how about people who are undecided voters? They matter. Like, if you're middle right, you matter. If you're middle left, you matter. If you're right in the middle, you matter. Like, everybody's viewpoint matters, man. I think inherently, like, I don't know where this came from that, like, the thought that, like, the other side is, like, just, like, out to get you or bad people. I think there are. Like, particularly more on the right, I would say. Here, I'll take a side that are, are like, a bit more, um, like, whatever, stern or, or, or less likely to, to listen to certain issues. But, like, I, just because you voted Republican, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, you hate somebody who voted Democrat. Or just because you voted Democrat, it doesn't mean you hate somebody who voted Republican. And I, I don't know why I use use examples like conservative or, or liberal, like... You, you voted because you think it's the best interest of for what you did. Um, but, like, where is all the, the animosity and hate coming from? Like, why why can't you be friends with somebody who has a different political view than you? As long as you agree on, like, the most important things. Like, and, 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 and I think most Canadians do. Like, we're not that polarized. We like we believe that everybody should have the right to, to safety and, and, and education and liberty and... Uh, so I, I don't know, like where it, it's sad. It's really sad to see how like much hate has built up. Well, I like, I like your point because especially if you feel strongly about something, yeah, 
if you're only friends with people who feel that way as well, then you're not going to be able to no. influence other people, which is what you want if you yeah. feel strongly about something, uh, which is interesting. So going back to the question, the main question, which is like, uh, how can we yeah. close the political divide? I like I like what you said at the start about talk, just yeah. talk to people and be open minded. So maybe for me, a takeaway is think is to try to think about either people or like issues. I think maybe a good prompt is anything where I've said this person makes no sense. Yeah. Or this view makes no yeah. sense at least try to understand there must be some yeah, sense there's there's a they have they feel that way yeah so understand like why what yeah try to have an understanding at least where the view comes from yeah because then you then you can like at least yeah try absolutely. to dissect it i think about like you grew up whatever in in uh your household with a sister two parents like saying that i had a brother two parents did you always get along no. no, you disagreed often, but you found like mutual grounds and you mended relations. Like you, you, you listened to each other like, and you found like compromise because you were forced to, because you live in the same roof. But like the issue is now you go online, you say your view, whatever it is, you, and then you're done. Like you don't have to, you won't acknowledge other people. Like you're, you can isolate yourself. And that's the issue is like when you like totally isolate yourself and like how you think and we're like just just generally with conversations like you're not willing to speak or, or talk to other people it's you're never going to really find any sort of compromise whereas like the hell are you going to do not speak to your family will you live with them forever no it's just not i mean that. some some people don't like some people give up and don't talk to their family members I, ever again I, and they do, I, I agree with I you. Not when they're living together. Yeah, it's fair. The same fair. And I agree with you that, like, ideally you try to work it out. Yeah. But maybe there's a case to be made that at a certain point, like, it's better off for both people if they just let each other be. But I don't know. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think, I think, like, you don't want to be in a, you don't want to, like, be in a relationship or, you know, um, force, forcibly spend time with somebody who, really doesn't understand you or gets on your nerves or tries to like maliciously bother you or hurt you. So yeah, I think that's fair, but I think I'm just speaking more generally. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. One thing, one of the last things I want to ask you is, uh, what do you think about banning political attack ads as a way to reduce the divide? Uh, like, like attacking the other party. Yeah, like liberal government pays Same. for yeah during during election season for ads that say talk about the other party yeah. leader in a bad way. So mm-hmm. there's two types of ads. One's where you talk yeah, about, about the yourself. good things you're running yeah. about. Yeah. And uh No. I, I think I think that's a political attack ads are honestly fine. It's it's part of it's part of um it's part of the process. Like every, it's it's a competition at the end of the day. But can't you can't you do that by talking about the things that you are? You. Yeah, that you're running for. Like, I don't know. I just thought about this thing, yeah. so I haven't thought about this for a long Much? time. But I, I thought about it. And but like, don't, what if don't what? attack ads increase the divide? Yeah, they they probably do. Um, but okay, some attack ads are worse than others. Like, what if you're pointing out a fact about the other? Uh, other candidate, like an important fact people need to know. 
like what if he's running, let's say he or she's running on like the platform that I am uh, totally pro environment, like I will do everything, and then in reality is getting like subsidies from like big oil companies. Isn't that important that people know that? Uh, I was gonna say. I was going to say maybe leave it to the journalists and, and news organizations to report these bad things, but then you could probably make the argument uh, that you don't even need to pay for pro ads because you can make the same argument saying let, let journalism, yeah, let everything care, speak for it. I, I, I think, honestly, uh, the reason I, I also said no is I don't think attack ads are like the biggest culprit because I feel like people have made up their mind um, about most most like most candidates and, and most parties well before the election happens like think about it the the people who are going to vote in 2020 it's there it's only a few states that like are going to determine the election a few people who are undecided are going to determine the election like those who are going to vote democrat like in california are going to vote democrat those who are going to vote republican are going to vote republican like I, I don't think i don't think attack ads are the basis of like the divide i think there's a lot more i think it's more than anything social media just like the sheer amount of bullshit that goes on on social media um a few uh, a conversation i'm having in a couple of weeks with the guys around how we can make social media like better because it made me think of it now because you just said social media is a big part yeah. of the problem, which I agree. But social media inherently, the idea behind it is it's a platform to for people to talk. Yeah. So should be able to like it should use it. It should be a way to use it to make to decrease the divide. I but I okay. I think I think typing on a screen it it removes like the the humanization of the conversation. Like me and you talking right now. It's like I see another person in front of me. You see another person in front of you. Like we're there's there's a sense of like I don't know like uh, civility. So here's what I'm getting at. It's like when you're typing on a screen and you just see an icon um, of another person's profile picture, whatever name may be, and they're saying something about you. It's really easy for you to like say something right back and just there's there's way less. Um, you don't need to be civil. Like you probably go on on e- either ends because like it, it doesn't feel real. Yeah, fair. So yeah, I agree that's a problem. The The good thing might be that oftentimes you're probably, you're clustered around pe- people of the same political yeah. views. So like um, you might actually, like if you live in, I don't know, a certain, I don't want to label a part of the states, but yeah. let's say you live in a certain area of the U.S., Everyone in that area might be generally of your political yeah, view. they usually are. That's and you, why might, you might not ever meet anyone really of the opposing view so at least maybe social media is better than nothing because you can engage in something but to your point maybe so hopefully social media gets better and i don't know maybe with like vr or whatever it's like you're in the room talking to someone i don't know i I also think just like being this was a long one um yeah just if there's also the, the idea of like voting with um voting self-interest and voting like just generally what's you think is right or wrong you like you might vote for something in self-interest let's say you want like you you make a ton of money you want lower taxes that's a self-interest vote but i think generally you know that that's not the best thing for society so that's the other thing like how how do people generally vote i don't know i think generally people vote self-interest right would you agree uh yes but i think 
I think you can make a case that uh, your self interest might actually be to help others. Like oh, yeah, that's fair. Like people Maybe. who people who donate lots yeah. of money. Yeah. Um, I I think there's an argument to be made that they're doing it in their their self interest yeah. is that they're only going to feel good if they share the right. ton of money they have. And like Warren Buffett and yeah. and Bill Gates who pledged okay. to give away okay, their money. I, I th- so I I agree. I think that's an important call out. But what I what I was trying to get at was like generally, if let's say you're in a state, whatever, and you like you said, they vote all the same. It's usually because that group's self interests are all the same. Do you know what I mean? Like that one state probably has one. Their opinions two are thing, similar. Two th- yeah, opinions are similar. Like maybe they're trying to bring back industry has, that has left that they all worked at. Um, maybe like they're fed up. Like think about um, in Flint, Michigan, right? Like they still have clean drinking water. For them, like, and, and I wholeheartedly believe this is like if I, I wouldn't give a shit what party um, came in. If a party came in and said, I will tomorrow fix your drinking water and you will have clean water, I think they would vote. Like, I, they would vote for that party. And you couldn't blame them for not, even if, even if that party represents something that's not generally, like, the best for the rest of the country. But if they were willing to fix the biggest problem that you're facing, like, you don't think, like, they probably will. Yeah, so I agree. Self-interest matter, right? And it was Rick, Rick Scott, the Republican um, senator or con- uh I forgot he was one of, but he did like the most atrocious thing of of uh, funneling water from like the Flint River to Flint, and then he gave GM the clean water because it was eroding their parts. So basically, like companies were getting clean water and people were getting sewage water. Shit. You think about like a man like that and just like how how he deserves like a special place and in hell but yeah this is one of the issues with capitalism oh fuck (laughs) it's like we both work in companies sometimes you do stuff like you know you're driven you're profit driven yeah i don't i don't want to open up that can of worms right now but yeah i want to in closing yeah i feel like yeah i'm already it's more recent probably in the past couple years that i've said i like I'm leaning more and more to the view that I'm not going to identify as left or right wing. Yeah. Because I feel like when you do, you you're automatically people are putting their guard up against you on the other side. Um, but yeah, like why can't, why can't the future of Canada, U S all these places be, there's no parties. These are just people running. Running There is candidate A, B, C, D, E. Why does it, why do they have to be a part of group one or two? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It's an interesting point because like maybe you pull out the parties, people won't even be able to identify who you are. Like they, you might have people who are voting in totally like for different candidates just because there's no, there's no party back in them. That's no, it's an interesting point. I, I don't disagree with it. I think generally you should vote for the person who you think is going to be the best leader and like do the best for the people. Um, I'm going to look into if there's been ever, if there's been like calls for the removal of all parties and why, why you need the, why you need two parties. But here's the thing. Even if you remove the parties, like you're still going to have people running against each other. And then what if people just, for instead of saying like I'm conservative or liberal, they just say I'm, supporting x i'm supporting y and then that's it like it, it could just be just as polarizing but just, the, the two parties 
create this black and white dilemma in like things like oh, in that okay, issues sure, are black yeah. and white yeah. when they're not they're so complicated yeah yeah you might have you might have like um maybe it doesn't fix the issue but no. yeah that's another thing i wonder how much how much would it fix the issue if at all yeah. let's say you drop you say you can't identify as a certain group yeah i don't know <laughs> This is interesting. I mean, it's 2020 is going to be an interesting year to see what comes out of the U.S. election. Yeah, it will. It will. I'm, really, I'm just curious who gets out of the Democratic nomination. What's uh? You want to make any predictions? Uh like who do you think? What I think is going to get out of the... who? Who's going to win? Oh, whatever. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, it. Oh man, the Democratic race is predict. Predict who's going to get out of the Demo- Who's going to win the Democratic yeah. race, and then who's going to become the election? Yeah, when they. But I think it depends on who they elect. Like I think okay. right now it's looking like Bernie might win the Democratic race, um, but I'm concerned. Like Bernie running with with the policies he has. I'm also concerned general. about his age. <laughs> he's, he's old. Seventy. He's turning seventy. Too. Not- uh, Biden's. We looked this up recently. Uh, actually, I didn't look up how old Biden he's was. Old. He's in the seventies. We looked up Warren. Warren's seventy. Bernie's yeah. seventy-eight or seventy-nine. Yeah. Um, and most presidents end yeah. up running for eight years. Yeah. You're, you're more likely to get reelected, which would mean he's like eighty-seven or eighty-eight. Yeah. And, she's, she's and he had a heart attack, right? I I think yeah, but you have to also understand like they um. They, they have, like, a whole cabinet surrounding them. It's not like they're doing every piece of work. Like, you want a, you want a level-headed president who will select a good cabinet that he knows is, like, in certain areas smarter than him. Or her, sorry. Like, like if when you're picking someone for education, like, you want to pick someone who's, like, you know more than me. Like, go make the best out of this. Like, you don't want somebody who's going to just say, no, this way, or it's wrong. Yeah. Um, like, a, like a dictator. Yeah. He... I, I like, like I said, like I'm closer, uh, I'm center left. So I like Biden who's center left. Um, and he is, uh, not exactly a young man anymore, but I don't know. Like maybe I'm just boring. Maybe I'm just status quo. Okay. This is actually the last question I'll ask yeah. you. Then we can end it. Unless you have more stuff you want to talk about. I'm happy to go. He's 77. He's 77? Yeah. Yeah, also, because Trump is either currently the oldest or the second... He's either second oldest or now oldest president yeah. uh, in U.S. history. But the last question I want to ask is, what, are you going to consider uh, no longer identifying as left? Did you say Did you say you identify as left? Yeah, center left? yeah, I'm center left. Would you... Are you going to consider, based on what I was saying in that, yeah. identifying as one side might... might um, Already put someone's guard up in yeah. a conversation with, with them. Would you would I consider just, say? just saying, uh, I don't like to identify with one side? Yeah, I, th- I think that's uh, that's probably the best way to put it because my like my opinions on policy kind of go all over the board sometimes. So it's it's a good way, but uh, people might just concern there. Ask, like, who do you, who did you vote for previously? Or like, so yeah, yeah, maybe I'll take the approach you said and I'll say, I don't identify with one side or another. Hey, what's up? We're doing a, we're doing a podcast. Yeah, right. It's live right now, actually. What are you guys doing podcast on? It's on uh, the 
political divide. How we can how we can close See, the political look, divide. I, I, Jay, you can be a guest. Jay, no, 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 come, come. Be a guest speaker. Staunch political difference. We're we're finishing it off. Do you want to do you want the want to have the final word? Okay, you gotta get closer to the mic if you want to say a final word. Discussing politics is a recipe for disaster, man. People, okay, how do you how do you think we can close the political divide? You can't close the political political divide. People are generally like, there's the big five cognitive inventory or personality inventory, which is like conscientiousness, neuroticism. What is it? It's called like open openness, uh, extroversion. Uh, neuroticism, conscientiousness, and agreeableness. So people who are higher in openness tend to be liberal. People who are lower in openness tend to be conservative. We have to like map that out. So there's always going to be a political divide. So you can't have like a uniform political society. You can have less hostility. Yeah, but it's never been this hostile. Yeah, yeah, it has in the '60s when there was riots when like Nixon was made in Vietnam or like they had. Okay, it hasn't been this hostile in the last three decades. Best way to just avoid politics altogether as a discussion. I think people. Th- I used to be guilty of this: is that people just give way much way too much influence the politics on a daily basis and the news in general. Like, I think people don't realize that like the media organizations that are for profit, their job is to pump out news stories on a daily basis. And there's not really that much interesting stuff or that important stuff that happens on a daily basis. So it's like, they're selling you fear and anxiety. So maybe switch off from CNN or like MSNBC. And then aside from that, um, yeah, like just, it's not, that much to, if you want to get involved in politics get involved in the municipal level because what happens at the federal level or provincial level doesn't really impact your day-to-day the municipal level is the most important way to get involved in politics or like actually encourage change right but everybody cares nobody cares about municipal elections everybody cares about federal and provincial elections and in the u.s it's like everybody cares about state elections and federal elections yeah there. that's a good point that's, thanks that's thanks jay Blame ass jam points. <laughs> all right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna end it here. Or yeah. Is there anything you want to say? No, that's it. We're good. I think it's good. Longest yeah. longest episode ever. Was this the longest? Yeah, yeah. This, this is, is the longest. Cut, no, nothing's getting cut. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Neil.
Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question? If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.